It's time to renew your mind in the Word of God with the Tia Marie Arnold Podcast. Today's topic is sweet to the soul. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Proverbs 16, 24. It's easy to take offense when someone says or does something to you that you feel you don't deserve. And it grieves me when Christians are mean, rude, and unloving to each other. Our soul in those situations want to do the natural thing, take offense, and clap back. If you're not familiar with the term clap back, Clapback in the Urban Dictionary means a comeback, most likely pumped with attitude, sass, or shade. Yeah, that sounds like the natural Tia to me. (laughs) But Proverbs tells us to do the opposite of clapping back. It tells us to use kind words. Why? Because kind words are sweet to the soul, and we should desire to renew, reprogram, and to be transformed in our souls. I don't think this proverb is for the reader to receive the kind words. I believe this proverb is for the reader to give the kind words. Acts 20 verse 35 says it is more blessed to give than to receive. The Bible teaches us about seed time and harvest. In situations where you must make a choice on what type of seed you're going to sow or give, Sowing kind words will result in reaping a sweet soul and a healthy body. I think it's safe to say that if you sow the opposite and choose to sow the clapback seed, you will reap a bitter soul and an unhealthy body. Clapping back is a good sign that there is hurt that has been led to bitterness that now provokes a bitter action. Bitterness leads to stress. Stress leads to mess and mess waste is unhealthy. We as Christians need to forgive. I'm speaking to myself too. We must lead by example. Having a sweet soul, a healthy soul, and a renewed soul must be important to us. No clapping back. I know that's hard at times, but we can do it. Let's lead by example today by choosing kind words, even in the face of offense or rudeness. See, I struggle with rude people. I do. And it makes me want to be rude back in complete honesty. But that's not going to help me at all. And it's not going to help the situation. I have to choose to do expected behaviors. And this is a new term that has entered into my life this past season of being home with my children and homeschooling. Okay, so this word expected behaviors, it came from Josiah's speech pathologist teacher, and he has assignments once a week where he has to choose what's the expected behavior. And he knows that expected behavior is behavior that is expected from him. So behaviors that are kind and that require him to respond in a positive way. And so now that is my new term for him when I see that he's struggling to make a choice of what type of behavior he wants to choose. I say, choose expected behavior and immediately that helps him make the right choice. So in this situation, we have to choose the expected behavior and that is behaviors that are instructed and expected from us as Christians. 
The Bible makes it very clear how we should respond. And today's verse makes it very clear how we should respond. Kind words, right? Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy to the body. So it is safe to say that using kind words is an expected behavior where clapping back into our flesh is expected behavior. And honestly, it feels good in the moment when someone's being rude to me to say, oh, you can be rude. Okay, boo, I can be rude right back, right? That's pride. Okay, let's just call it what it is. And we all get there. That's why I'm not ashamed to say this is how I sometimes, yes, I have sometimes reacted that way. But that is unexpected behavior. The expected behavior is to respond based off of what is expected of me because I'm in Christ and not what my flesh expects me to do. I don't know about you. That's good. It's a challenge, but it is the right thing to do. So when you do the right thing, then you will reap a harvest and have a sweet soul. And that's what we all should desire. Galatians 6, 7 and 10 says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Don't be deceived to think that you can plant a watermelon seed and get corn. If you plant a watermelon seed, you're going to get a watermelon. If you plant gossip, you won't reap a friendship. If you plant gossip, you're going to reap loneliness. You're not going to have people around you or people that will trust you. It continues to say, whosoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. So if you're struggling in your flesh with lust or bad attitude or addictions, the question you should ask is, what are you sowing into? We have to be very mindful what we are sowing into because whatever we sow into, we will reap. So if you're sowing or doing things that are pleasing to your flesh, you're not going to reap anything that is pleasing to the spirit. You have to sow into what is pleasing to the spirit to be able to reap what is pleasing to the spirit. Galatians also says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. And I wonder what harvest will come to those who sow into all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So this is something that I want you to think about, okay? Is it your natural instinct to clap back? If so, think about when you wanted to clap back, but God helped you sow a kind word instead. So I think about, for me, what comes to mind is uh, my Kroger in my neighborhood. There, I used to go when, you know, before this whole Corona thing happened, I used to go every morning because it seemed like every day I needed to go to the store. So I would go after I dropped the kids off to school and I would see this lady at the checkout and she never smiled never ever I mean it doesn't matter you could look at her she just look at you back there'll be no expression and 
my natural self would be like, she is so rude. Like, why is she working at Kroger? Why is she working in customer service, at least, if she has such a bad attitude? I mean, of course, naturally, those would be the thoughts that I have. And one day the Holy Spirit said, well, why don't you speak? Why don't you speak to her one day? Why don't you ask her how her morning is going? And yes, I started getting convicted. And so one morning, um, I purposely went to her aisle and I said, good morning. How are you? And she was like, I'm good. And I'm like, um, are you having a great morning or, you know, what shift are you working or whatever? And she started talking and she ended up being really nice and pleasant. And so that was a challenge for me. So that's the thing that I can think of where God helped me. So a kind word into her, you know, and I told her, have a great day, you know, and it was, it was not my natural thing to do. It required effort, a lot of effort. Um, And so I try to challenge myself to speak kindness into situations that my flesh wants me to have an attitude about, or my flesh wants me to assume the worst. And I think if we did that to more people, even though people in one thing I try to remind myself is I don't know what people are going through. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure I'm 99.9% sure that we all have days where our attitudes are based off of something that has happened that we weren't prepared to deal with. And it can be from getting in a car accident on your way to work, or it can be your child, you know, getting a bad grade that you worked hard on. I mean, there's so many um, scenarios, right, that can cause us to have a mood and justified scenarios, losing a job, having an argument with your spouse. I mean, there's so much. And so I try to remind myself, and I don't do this all the time, but I do challenge myself and try to remind myself to be mindful that other people are going through stuff and not everything is about me, right? I can't take everything personal just because somebody is having an attitude and granted they may be rude and I don't think anything should be justified as rude, but at the same time, not everybody has the capacity or the understanding or the conviction to behave that way and it doesn't make me any better or less but I need to be more understanding and especially those who are not believers who react that way we all know the only reason why we can act the way that we do is because we got the Holy Spirit because without him we all know we will be a hot mess clapping back telling somebody off all the time and let's be real Some of us who do have the Holy Spirit, we still act that way, right? But in order for us to have those days where we are doing better and we are overcoming and we are accomplishing the kindness, it's because of God. It ain't got nothing to do with us because in ourself, in our flesh, we are a hot mess. All right. Second thing I want you to think about is pray about the difficulties you face when wanting to overcome hurt and bitterness. So the two things I think that come to mind for me are pride and the fear of getting hurt. So it's hard to um, overcome hurt and bitterness when you are so concentrated on yourself. They shouldn't have done this to me or they did this to me. So why do I have to, you know, those type of thought processes that we have that are rooted in pride. I don't need to say nothing to her. 
she need to come to me. Or I don't need to talk to my husband. I ain't saying nothing to him until he apologizes. He ain't getting no food until he tells me what, you know, we can we can have all those thoughts. And all of those thoughts are rooted in pride. And you will never be able to overcome any hurt or bitterness. Now, I'm not saying what they did is not real. And I'm not saying that it was uh, the proper way to treat you. But let God deal with them. Your response can't be rooted in pride because if it is, you're just as bad as what they did because what they did is probably rooted in pride, right? And so you don't need to take pride against pride. Pride plus pride equals pride, more pride. But if you can respond prideless and like I said before, trying to be mindful of what's going on, because even in my marriage, being married, um, going on 11 years now, um, I have to... Well, I do have to, but there have been times when I had to tell myself, all right, what's going on with him? Because he is stank today. And I tried to ask God to help me get a perspective. And sometimes I would say, I would, I would see, I would get this compassion, which is a great word. I love that word. But I would get compassion in that moment to say, all right, you are reacting because you're either insecure or sometimes if I didn't know what it was and I would say, what's going on? Because I know that response ain't about me. There's something else going on deeper. And man, I wish that I could have those lenses on all the time, but I don't. I don't. But when I do, the response and the peace that that is carried throughout the day and the resolve comes so much quicker and it's not damaging because I, in that moment, am choosing not to be in pride and trying to justify my pride, which I do feel like, you know, in the natural, I have cause. I have just cause to be able to respond back the way that I want to respond back. But according to our study today, that's not the expected behavior. The expected behavior is for me to say, okay, what's going on? I'm not going to take this personal. I know that, you know, this is deeper. And when I do, the outcome is so much healthier. Um, The other thing is, like I said, you're afraid of getting hurt, right? That's a huge thing. Um, that I think a lot of us deal with when trying to overcome hurt and bitterness because you think for a moment, okay, especially if it's not the first time. If it's like I'm continuously getting hurt, then I am no longer going to forgive. I am no longer going to put myself back in that situation to get hurt again. And while that is very understanding, that is going to hinder you from getting the healing that you need. You know, we have to love like we've never been hurt. I've heard that phrase over and over again. And while that is easier, a lot easier said than done, um, but it is the thing that stops us. And I get that because I know for me, I want to use wisdom, especially when it comes to friendships and you know, even when in business, but especially in friendships, if I see a behavior that continuously hurts me, then of course, I'm going to say, all right, I'm not doing that anymore. And we're good. We good. Um, But as believers, you know, sometimes we're in people's lives to help them. 
And sometimes people are in our lives to help us, to stretch us, to help us grow. And so that's really up to you to seek God and figure out, okay, am I supposed to stay in this with this person? Am I supposed to stay in this relationship? Am I supposed to continue to be friends? Because God will grace you if he has called you to it. Um, but what you don't want to do is allow the other person's behavior to cause you to walk in fear and to hinder you from getting the healing that you need. Don't put yourself in that situation. Okay. The third thing I want you to think about is think about areas in your life now that you need God to uproot the bad seeds and plant good seeds. So is that that relationship that we were just talking about? Or is it a thought about yourself? It's not just about the people that are around us, but it's also about the person that we have to see every single day, right? What are you telling yourself? What seeds are you planting about yourself? What seeds have you planted about yourself that you need God to uproot it? Because he is the only one. It doesn't matter. And I've said this in my podcast before. It doesn't matter what people think about you as much as what you think about you. And how does our mind get transformed and renewed or reprogrammed would probably be the better word, reprogrammed to think better about ourselves. It's by finding who or finding what God says about you and believing what God says about you. Um, And once you begin to do that, because it truly comes from a thought process. Um, So that's what I believe, um, is probably those those bad seeds and and it could when those things take root in your life it can cause you to have a bad attitude. I know for me it's like I guess the days that I am super moody most of the time is because I need sleep. But I think if I looked deeper at some of the days that I have been moody, I'm wondering is it because of something as a bad seed that I had planted in myself that is taking root and I'm feeling this weight or feeling this lie that the enemy wants me to believe and it's causing me to interact inappropriately you know um to other people uh so a lot of times people who have attitudes or have chips on their shoulders maybe it's because of things that a have been spoken into them or things that they believe about themselves and it has just caused this weight and this mood and this character that they carry around. So the last thing I want you to think about um, is do you struggle with kind words? Do you struggle with giving kind words? Practice throughout your day, practice throughout your week of trying to say something kind to a person that has hurt you. Now, I guess this is maybe somebody at your job or it may even be your husband or your children or a friend if you get the opportunity. And also those who are in leadership and in ministry, this is a big thing that God is teaching me right now in the season of discipleship because the ones that God has called you to mentor or disciple or to be a model for, they're going to do things to you that hurt you, that you disagree with and In order to truly be the type of uh, leader that Christ requires us to be, the expected behavior of being a leader is to still show love and kindness in the face of hurt and pain. 
because those who um, are called to us that we are called to disciple, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to screw up things. They're going to have mindsets that don't line up with you. And it's not wise to carry an expectation for them to be at a particular level if God has called them to learn and glean from you. Um, and so be really mindful to try to not take things personal when something is dropped, when a ball is dropped or when a bad decision is made. And that, again, is something that God is really teaching me in this season and really opening my eyes to show me how I have failed in that on several occasions. Um, so it's definitely a challenge for me. But try to uh, try to find some kind words to speak and um, even try to find some processes that you can put in place to help you calm down and to remind you this is a good opportunity to sow a good seed you know because you it really is a choice you have a choice in any of those moments to plant something good and plant or plant something bad and it's okay to um to teach and to give disciplines but it's all about the heart position of it if you're taking it personal and you're getting offended it's not going to help anyone but if you're not being offended and you really are seeing this moment as a teachable moment and you just want to help bring some clarity or perspective to the other person, then that's what it's about. That's what we should do. We're helping each other. Right. So um, I hope that today has at least challenged you or made you kind of look back at how you respond to things and decide like Proverbs told us to use kind words because it is sweet to our soul it's sweet to the soul and again it doesn't while you may think in that moment you're doing um you're hurting the other person and it may make you feel good in that moment it's really not helping you so I believe it's kind of maybe it's a little uh, selfish to think that way but when you're using kind words in a situation that you uh have a choice to use a you know the bad words you're actually doing better for yourself and in that moment I'm saying be selfish yes that's what I'm saying choose you choose you how do you choose you by using the expected behavior by choosing the words that God wants us to use because it's going to help you and that other person you got to let the Holy Spirit deal with it you got to let God show them and you know that ain't your business right but you're like, what well, they said something to me. It's still not your business. Their attitude, their responses, their, again, whatever situation they're in, that's not your business. Because, like I said, and talking about the lady at the Kroger, you don't know what seeds were planted, when they were planted, what mindset they have. You don't know, and you are not skilled enough to fix them. But what you are responsible for is how you react how you respond, the attitude that you carry and pulling and asking the Holy Spirit to uproot the things inside of you that may make you respond inappropriately. All right, that's my challenge. Use kind words so that you can have a sweet soul. Have a blessed day. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more information on Tia Marie Arnold Ministries, please visit us at www.tiamariearnold.com.